And welcome to NSFW Nerdiverse Swag Forum Weekly. We are your hosts. I am Steven. And I'm Melvin. And this week, I think, Melvin, you wanted to pick my brand, but... Yeah, I would love to hear you speak a little bit as a subject matter expert on anime. You're that, kind of a bit of a nerd when it comes to that. Openly so. You're a bit out of the yeah, closet on that one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very open about it. It's, it's real. Um, in my experience... Um, like romantic relationship repellent stuff for, okay. for, for a lot of society, but there's definitely a large part of society that is super cool and embraces it. Yeah. So, I know for a fact that there are entire conventions full of fairly attractive women who, you know, go see these things and, and dude, are these, very much a lot into of these them. human beings are, are gorgeous <clears throat> specimens of human beings. Like there's a yeah. lot of very attractive people with these things nowadays. Right. Right. Not just females, but you know, for yeah. the people who are interested. Yeah. So, um, so I think, so for me, it's been like a lifelong thing because I've like, when I was young, my parents got me like a VHS tape when I was like three okay. of, a, of a movie called Little Nemo. And it was, oh, okay. it was an anime and, uh, it was also like a NES game. So any, you know, eighties and nineties kids that played Little Nemo or saw Little Nemo shout out, um, awesome piece of animation. All right. So I think I've seen this one. This is the one where the kid kind of gets taken into dreamland. So it's, it's almost like a Peter Pan type story yep. a story arc yep. and then he ends up spoiler alert sorry it's like a 30 year old movie people yeah um oh, he like ends up saving the kingdom by you know coming up with all kinds of creative ways of of working within the world gets a smooch from the princess <clears throat> in his pajamas in which his she pajamas. calls his underwear so it was a very charming film very well animated um a lot of cool dreamscape kind of animations going on. And if you haven't seen it, that's a, that's a real good place, um, to introduce children to anime. Okay. If you're into doing that. All right. So if you're a parent and you're like, how do I make a nerd without showing them like Naruto and stuff? Like, yeah. Cause I mean, one of the things, uh, I mean, let's just touch it right off the bat. I mean, we are the NSFW podcast. Um, anime got a thing where like they sexualize fucking everything. Dude, the Bowsette shit. Have you seen any <clears> of this stuff? I've seen bits of it, yeah. Okay, it's, like, I opened my social media accounts, like, I opened Imgur, Twitter, it didn't matter, there was just, like, lewds of it everywhere, and I'm like, I, you know, like, it's funny, but it's like, I need, I need other content in okay. a day, like, yeah. every creative person was working on it, I'm like, alright, come on, creative people, like. Can somebody post some cool dog stuff today? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do we forget about dogs for Bowsette? Are we that perved out to try to bang Bowser? Like, I don't... I don't okay, so so fill me in on that, because I... Well, or Bowsette. Um, so... I, I didn't. Origins. I didn't follow any of this. So, where did this come from? Was this just a gender bend on Bowser, or is this an actual character that Nintendo has announced? So it was. It was fan art. So it started out as there is a a crown that has a little bit of like the the toad mushroom top, but is also like a peach crown that can turn you into a peach looking princess. Now okay. the only person in Nintendo. Um, canon that has done so is Toadette from like, you know, t- the the she's in a lot of the Mario Karts. Uh, I forget where yeah. her OG story comes in, but okay, Pink Toad with pigtails, I think. All right, um, I dig. So, so of course, 
you know, I don't, I don't care where the source was. It might have been a DeviantArt. It might have been a, um, an Imgur or Reddit. But somebody cleverly put it on Bowser and turned Bowser into a Bowser Peach Fusion kind of thing. Okay. Um, which, when Peach isn't being modest, very flattering figure. So, you know, Bowser. I, I give you that. Bowser wears chains, and you know, she. Like, Bowser's the, your perennial golf kid, you know? So, like, mixing those two things up, the internet was like, holy shit. All right, so I'll it's turn like... on my cartoon. Okay, it, so it, it's like it's a mashup between... It's a weird between, time, 2018. Yeah, it's always a weird time. Yeah. Um, so it's like a mashup between a goth chick and the cheerleader? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so right. it's like it's like... I don't know. There was like one of those Venn diagram memes where it was like all the different types of nerds from all the different sections of the nerdiverse kind of like overlap for the one thing, which is which is Bowsette. And then there was the um, the Boozette, which is you know King Boo fusion. Okay, so like a, a all ghost, right, a ghostly kind of thing. yeah. So like, dude, shout out to all the like um, creatives out there that actually just put themselves out and just like banged out a ton of content. That's that even had Nintendo had to retaliate. This is the part that I'm most impressed with out of the whole scenario. Okay. Is Nintendo actually showed some of their um like design session whiteboards and they had a Bowsette, not nearly as, you know, voluptuous and overdrawn and sexualized, of, of course, course. But pretty close. And it was just like the community like lost their like flipped their bird. It was great. Hmm. Um Yeah, so Actually, they had um, they had a Japanimation of Mario when I was a kid too. I had one of those tapes. Okay, this was like the the Super Mario show. Yeah, so it wasn't was, that live action. It, so it was a combo. It was live action that would cut to cartoon shorts. So it was like a like a what do they call those like Saturday Higante, Sabado Higante type of um, in living color SNL. What's that genre of show called? Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I man. Know. I've never heard of them referred to as anything else because I would be in my onesies. Okay. Of course. Yeah. You know, footy pajamas, whole whole freaking deal. What uh, what kind of footy pajamas though? Like this is an important stylistic thing. Like you've already committed to the footy pajamas. Okay. Like, what was your brand? <clears throat> uh, I don't fucking remember. They were like fuzzy and no hood. No hood. Okay. No hood. Butt flap. No butt flap. Okay, just they, just zippy up the front. W- was there was there pads up like rubber rubberized on the pads on the feet? Okay, yeah. so you couldn't slide in them. That's actually minus points on my. On my yeah. Head. So, here's the thing though, my parents were fucking cheap. Okay. You know, part of why I was able to live the amazing life that I was was that my parents fucking pinch pennies places. So, you know, you see my family. We're giants. We grew quickly. So yeah, fun fact: <clears throat> the Teller's family is actually just like um, you know. At some point, I, th- I believe they were related to the Bunyans, as in Paul. And, Probably, yeah, um, yeah. And we were like folk heroes. Anyway, um, so we would grow so quick that <laughs> my <laughs> my my parents, um, when we would start to grow, we would outgrow the footies in the in the pajamas. So they would just cut the feet off of them. Oh no! And then we'd grow out of them. But then. You could wear socks and slip slide all over the floors. Okay. So this was actually a modification and improvement. Actually, probably the first mod I ever made. Yeah, by yourself? Uh, no, I mean I was I was walked into it by okay. Le Parentier. I don't speak Spanish, so you know that 
terrible pronunciation is bald awful. I used to. I I could not speak Spanish today. Yeah. Use it or lose it, man. Yeah, well, one of of these days I'm probably going to have to learn French because the lady is fluent in it, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Very nice. So. Well, you're you're just going to have to do that to, like, enhance your, you know, your life. Yeah, no, I pick up what I'm putting down. Oh, definitely, I (laughs) pick it up. I am well picked up. Anyway, um, moving on. So, um, yeah, one of the things that definitely made me uncomfortable when I first tried to watch anime was that they would sexualize everything, especially younger characters. Um, It took me a few years to get over that. Eventually, you just get over it. You don't ever just go like, "Well, I need to watch better things." No, you just get over it and you watch watch your anime. Look, the reason you're you're watching TV is because you want a very fascinating simulation <clears throat> of a reality. All right, you don't have to agree with it, but it's it's fucking fascinating. All right, we're talking about it. All right, so so that's like objection number one that everybody brings up for for anime that I've heard. It's like, oh, well, it's creepy because they sexualize stuff. All right, so that's that's number one. We've plowed that over by just accepting that that's the way it is. Dude, and we sexualize on. everything. A cartoon is no different. Like, why, why not? Like, if it was Game of Thrones, like, what's the difference between the medium being an animation versus a uh, live action versus a CG? CG is just animation, and if you think otherwise, you're just fucking lying to yourself. <laughs> I mean, I... You're not going to hear any yeah. disagreement from me on that one. Well, that's to you, audience. All right, so number two, having to read subtitles. Okay, this one's hard for people. All right. Um, so, so I mean, for me, when I watch anime, when I've, you know, like, mainlined anime shows with you, like like Attack on Titan, when we, like... Awesome. Just... We're going to watch an episode after this. I know. I'm so I'm excited so about excited. it. <clears throat> but after... After watching like two or three episodes, I'll tell you, I was like tired. It would be like yeah, you I gotta mean, read quick. You you gotta read quick, and then you gotta you parse know, all the information. Parse together. all that information, put it down. Like I'll watch stuff with subtitles that I like understand the language, and then I can pay less attention to the show. Honestly, because if they say something but I don't quite hear it, I can read it real quick. Um, but you can't do that with anime. Like, <laughs> so for me, it felt a lot like watching a comic book where you almost, you're, you're reading these panels as they go by. And, um, especially with some of the, the cheaper, less action, uh, episodes. Oh yeah. 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 Can't do that with a high action episode though. It's no, a fucking brain no, Absolutely not. So, so stimulating. So do you have any, you know, professional tricks as far as understanding and reading things quickly or, or processing the information in a way that you get it without having to read every single word. Cause I, I definitely find myself spacing a little bit as I've started to watch more and more. And I don't know if it's like subliminally, I'm starting to understand little bits of Japanese or that I, am understanding tonality or, or any of the number of other things that make up communication that aren't just the words you're saying. But I do know that as I've gotten deeper into it, it's become easier to watch. So for me, I ran a test because I, I've kind of struggled with the same uh, thought process here. 
And I started trying to just like watch YouTube videos of somebody teaching basic Japanese phrases and and, and tones and things like that. Uh-huh. So the answer is a little bit of both. Okay. Probably. Because as I'm going through, there were some phrases I, I picked up and I was just like, oh, yeah. And I was just able to say it. Yeah. And just like after hearing how they enunciated it and some of them I was like, yeah, that's not the kind of language I would have heard in an anime. That's very proper sounding. Like, <laughs> like none of the anime I'm watching is, do you want to go to a party? But that was one of the phrases that took me like, that took me like 15 minutes to learn just that phrase. Yeah. Whereas some of them where it was thank you and, and, and please and excuse me and things like that. I was just like right on it. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, that's, that sounds familiar. So I think it's a little bit of both. Like, cause do you feel like you don't understand the plot less than, let's say in, in season three, which, which we're now in versus season one? Yeah. Or do you like, I feel like you're, you got the plot. Like it's I got processed. the plot. I know most you know of the characters. On. So like you start to do that predictive thing where you know what a character is going to do just cause you know a character. Mm-hmm. So you can space a little bit as far as that. Like it's, it's become more relaxing to watch the show yeah. as I've gotten deeper into it. Whereas when I was first watching it, I was like, all right, this is like a really good show. That's why I want to watch it. And then, you know, plow forward. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I can actually sit down, relax and watch this show versus it being like, oh man, I just want to watch it. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely been an interesting experience to me. Um, obviously, obviously sharper being that stimulated mentally, because like, even though I never actively studied trying to learn Japanese until, you know, just recently as, as to, as a test and to see if it's something I want to pursue, yeah. you know, like, did I ever think I'd be like, Oh yeah, I can listen to some Japanese and understand what's going on. But like, I can understand, like if, if somebody was having a small talk conversation, I'm in. Yeah. Signing up. Um, if I need to ask directions, I can basically get by, but you know, it's, you know, it's amazing what your brain kind of unfolds. Oh yeah. You know, without actively participating, like what your subconscious just is like, Hey, you've had a bunch of Japanese speaking people in your face for the past, uh, let's say you've done like 48 hours in the past, like three weeks. That's a lot. <laughs> so just, you know, between my drives and things like that, it happened in an episode of something I've already seen on just yeah. listening to it. Just assimilate, like having my subconscious assimilate it and, uh, feel like I could be competent without a ton of subtitles. All right. So we're going to go to break in just a minute. But before we go, what's your favorite like one-off phrase that you hear in every fucking anime? Like like something that... Definitely got to be, Yatta! Yatta! Uh, yeah. Which because, is, I did it, right? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a few things. It's a, an exclamation. It's a victory... Exclamation. Let's okay. put it that way. All right. Yeah. I, I always saw to, it translated as translate it as a specific thing, but yeah. it's a victory. Like, hooray, we did I did it, we did it, it yeah. is done. That All kind right. of thing. Well, I, I first learned this phrase from Hira Nakamoda mm. in Heroes. <laughs> yeah. Um, which of course See isn't an anime, way. but definitely, you know, you you have these deep sequences where you have multiple characters speaking in Japanese and they especially in the first season they would subtitle in a way that it was like an actual fucking comic frame nice. where they would, they would subtitle right in front of the character's mouth rather than doing it at the bottom. Like you would be used to reading. So yeah. 
it felt very artistically rich. Like it was one of the things that I really enjoyed about the show and that faded over time as they went through their seasons. And then, you know, when they did the reboot, I was just like, screw it. I'm not, I'm not coming back for this. I don't blame you. All right. So we're going to get to our break with our sponsors and, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the side. Trying to be the best mom dog or dad dog you can be. Go to rovertrove.com and check out their offerings. Get yourself a little something or get something for your pooch. Robotrove.com has got all the goods for you and your dog needs. And welcome back to NSFW, the Nerdiverse Swag Forum Weekly. We have been discussing thus far um, anime. Anime, sexualizing, you know, animation in general. Right, so we've gone over two things so far that make people a little wary of getting into anime. The first is the sexualization of everything, including minors. And the second being that you have to read so fucking much. Now, can I, can I go converse of these two things? Two reasons why you should get into anime? Sure. Okay. Go ahead for it. So, some of the most... Because they do weird shit like sexualize the hell out of anything, they're also free to be as creative as they want and as in-depth as they want with a deep, rich, um, very visceral storyline. And oftentimes, anime arcs are built to have these really rich, building character studies. Right, I want to touch on that later because it's very archetypal, right? Yes, ex- exactly. But it's there's a, there's a lot of different permutations, and a lot of the action sequences, all in all, end up very much the same because animation <laughs> styles... The good ones are the good ones, and people gravitate towards them. And as new technologies come out, they're able to animate it better and better. And even though it's animated, they they do add depth and dimension in new ways with these animation programs that are coming out. So like, there's 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 a lot. Like if you look at like um one of one of the series I like to look at as a benchmark for anime and and the technology of the times is the Gundam series because they'll release a new iteration of Gundam every few years or so. Okay. And the whole the whole gist of it is like robot um, humanoids go to outer space and fight for independence from Earth. And there's always wars and there's always a chosen person who gets to fly Gundam because the Gundam frames the strongest robot, humanoid robot kind of thing. And, you know, there's different types of heroes. Sometimes they're the regular archetypal Herculean type and sometimes they're the, like, just special kid that's just with the rain man of driving mechas, you know what I mean? So okay. it's like they, 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 they animate it differently each time because there's new technology available to them and they always use the top tech to animate it. All right. And there's also a continuity. It's like, Oh yeah. Like every once in a while you'll see like a different iteration of a unicorn Gundam or the Gundam wing or whatever, you know, it's pretty cool. All right. That's fair. And you had your second point. We were other converse as far as reasons to, uh, pursue it despite uh, you know reading being something that drives most people away like why is that a, a positive that that should attract people to it so ultimately I think that you know the converse to that is you're exercising your mind to be more stimulated so like you're multitasking right so you're actually you're doing three specific core tasks you are viewing animation you are reading and comprehending a story and then your brain is doing some level of translating in between because because in real time 
you probably, when you first start watching anime, don't have time to compute all that. In, in like, I've noticed after episodes were done, when I first started watching, like more involved things like Attack on Titan and, and stuff like that, and um, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, where there's some really rich storylines and you can't really miss much dialogue. Um, that I'd catch things after the episode, like several minutes after it was done. I'd be like, oh, that's how they did. Oh, those sons of bitches. Right. Yeah. You know? So it's, you know, it's, it's deep. And I, I feel like it's an enriching experience. And it actually helps me in real life when I'm at work and say I'm on a call. And I also have to type an email. And, you know, my phone is, is texting for something that's important. It's like, you know, I'm able to triage those things. My brain's able to kind of be like, okay, I could have these three separate conversations at once and not type, you know, banana to the wrong person or mm. whatever. So, well, as much as we all love typing banana to people, we're just sending them a picture of one. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. full of for potassium scale. for scale, banana for scale, uh-huh. always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So that was. Um, maybe not something that drives people away from anime, but definitely something that attracts people to anime is the depth of the story and the character. Um, one of the things that I've always enjoyed, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, my first real exposure to anything even approaching anime um, that I actually watched all the way through was probably Avatar The Last Airbender. I think it's a lot of people. For most, for most Americans, if they've never watched any real anime, they've probably at least watched some part of, of Avatar. Yeah, it was the only one that was, you know, it, the animation stylistically, like the style guide was a little bit Americanized in my mm-hmm. opinion. And uh, I think it's a beautiful thing because it got a lot of people. Because right. the, the, the only thing really that was big before that was probably Dragon Ball Z, which is not everybody's right. cup of tea when it's just right. like 90% of the episode is they're screaming and it looks like they're on fire <laughs> because they're so powerful. Like, I Yeah, that was it. the only thing I knew I about Dragon whatever. Ball Z for the longest time was just like... There's entire episodes where they just like stare at each other and breathe. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. So I watched Dragon Ball as a kid. So like I grew up with Kid Goku, and I was just like, oh, he's a martial artist. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the things that I always loved about Avatar: The Last Airbender was the depth of character, especially the arc of um, of Prince Zuko. How yes. he how he is he develops through time and especially his relationship with Uncle Iroh, like those two grounded me to the show more than anything yeah. else. Well, you that's know, what anime to most fans is actually about in the first place. Sorry, I'm adjusting here. Um, is just like those those characters that it's like, you know, they're so flawed and something fucked up is happening to them, or or they do something fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then you see them grow. Okay. And then it's so easy to root for them, attach yourself to them and be like, yes. And, and I don't know, like, I don't, I don't get much of that sensation out of a lot of uh, like, as much as live action in some cases, like a lot of live action falls flat because there's a lot of garbage actors out there. Right. Right. And you know, when you have multiple people working on single frames of somebody's face and facial expressions and you're. I, this is something that animation has the ability to do that that live action doesn't, which is you can strip out everything that's superfluous and focus only on the features of, say, a character's face yeah. that express the emotion you want them to express. And you do, 
you have that ability to really focus in on what somebody's feeling and what somebody's thinking. And it's not a translation as per the actor or actress. You know, right, the voice right. actor and actress are really the only ones <clears throat> that have to take their liberties, but they're they it's pretty easy to have to mind your tonality when you're a voice actor. Right. No, not not necessarily easy. Voice acting is is it's, a craft to be sure and you know, com- we we make a butcher to, job of it, I'll tell you that. Yeah, but as compared to like being mindful of your full body language right. and things like that. Like right. it's, it's not as, I don't know, involved. Well, one of the things I'm always astounded by is how much voice actors get into the physicality of things. I mean, like look at, for instance, Vin Diesel's performance as Groot in guardians of the galaxy. Okay. Yeah. Right. And you see these behind the scenes shots of him and he's going, oh, I am Groot." He's, he says three words or four words, I guess. Cause he ends up saying we are Groot at the end of the movie. Um, but with those three words, he's recording them hundreds and hundreds of times. And like physically he's getting so into it. And you know that after that, they're going to put his entire performance through all kinds of filters to deepen his voice and bring out the bass and everything else. But there's still that seed, that kernel of his performance that survives through the rest of it. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> it, as much as it, it seems weird, like you watch that movie and, and between him and Bradley Cooper and his performance as Rocket, you really start to, they develop a whole I love that they the handsome Bradley forth. Cooper in the, in the, um, the Marvel Universe for, <laughs> for the purpose of being a fucking... CG raccoon. A CG raccoon, like, right? Dude, Bradley Cooper, if you ever see me in an Eagles game, I'll buy a beer. And, uh, <laughs> I'd love to talk to you about that. Oh, he is a fan, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. Yeah, man. But, um, you know, it's it's astounding to me because you also have to remember that, that voice actors oftentimes do not perform in the same room with each other. They end up giving their performance separately and then it gets edited together. Yep. And that's like some of those really heart-wrenching moments between two characters where you're like, wow, they weren't ever even in the room together except maybe for a table read. And that's what they produced. Yeah, like, like that's, like that's you an could, art form, man. I, yeah, and I feel like the reason why they probably do that because, you know, if, if it's me and I'm in this process and how I would make sense of this is it's like, all right, like I actually really like working with this person, and if I have to be um, like negatively emotional towards you, <laughs> like if if we had to sit down and I had to like berate you tellers or like like break your heart or something, like I wouldn't be able to do it to your face. It'd be a lot easier to hear that line as somebody that I genuinely feel that about mm. and evoke that emotion. So I, like it it opens the door to a really cool brain hack opportunity in my okay, mind. Okay, I get you there. So I think I understand why they do it. It does sound difficult, and it's the end product is magic, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of actually get it. Like I, I That's how I would want to do it. All right. So deep story arcs def- and character arcs, and, and this is something that a series can do that I feel like movies just can't, and one of the reasons why, you know, it was a combination of right as Netflix started streaming stuff, um, it became like I spent so much time finding a movie to watch that I I didn't really actually want to watch movies as much anymore. Yeah, as I wanted to watch 
TV shows because once I found one, I could like crank through it. Yep. And you know, it would give me kind of a reprieve from fi- having to find something new for a couple weeks. I saw I saw a meme, and I want to ask actually our audience to uh, to just like hit us up, like you DM me. Well, maybe I'll put a pull out, but like, is this a white people problem? Because I saw a meme that that's like a white people. Oh, thing. it's totally a white people is problem. It? Yeah, that you spend more time looking for stuff on Netflix than oh. actually watching it. Yeah. I gotta hit up my POC, my, my persons of color friends, <laughs> and just like get confirmation that what? it's a, it's a work crazy white people. Is it is it like is it like ain't nobody got time for that? Yeah, I guess, dude. Like, <laughs> I guess, I, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I need more fuck it in me then. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, All this right. is why I just recycle shows and I don't really find new shows unless somebody's like, you need to watch it, like I did with Mick, Big Mouth. See, um, I'm, I'm good. At, I'm good at finding new shows. Yeah, you are. You you're this you're the suggester, the finder outer. Um. And but my point was, and then I kind of discovered that with a series they could do things with characters that you couldn't do in a movie. You could have a whole episode, which you know when you think about it, an episode is like an hour. It's almost an hour. It's like forty forty five minutes, right? Where you just focus on one character, and then you go on to your next episode, and you could do that again with a different character. Yep. And over the course of a series, you've got hours and hours and hours of material that you can really explore different characters that you could never do in, in an hour and a half or even a three-hour movie. I mean, look at Lord of the Rings, for instance. There's a yep. reason why they're trying to bring that as a series. Yeah. Because... The movies didn't do it justice. and They, I, they didn't do it justice, and they did it about as well, I think, as a movie could do for those books. I'm still proud of those movies. Yeah, I, I enjoy them. You know, I, I can, I can, you know, mainline all three extended versions every once in a while. Can't do so much with The Hobbit. I'm sorry. It was too much. The Hobbit was too much. It was too much where they brought in the Cimmerillion and they brought in all this other world expansion stuff that it was like, guys, this is like, mm, this is way more for a TV show than it is for a movie. This is more for like <clears throat> the the Tolkien, uh, Tolkien uh, Quizzo Night. Yeah, like, yeah, it was a little bit too that. far down that road. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, we're going to go to break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to go to number four of why people love or hate anime. And, so. and I think something we could do, too, is go down the quick list of, you know, five anime recommendations I can make for, for the audience. Definitely. If, we'll, if they're we'll either into up. anime, just getting into it. Or they've never fucking seen a thing and they think I'm crazy for even talking about it tonight. All right. So we'll see you guys all or hear from you guys all or you'll hear from us, actually, on the other side of the break. Later. And we're back, bitches. And we need to hit you real quick with... A number a number four. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> what was number four? Number four. I, well, I haven't revealed it yet. Oh. We, we left it a mystery before the end of the the break. Okay. So number four. What the fuck is up in anime with people just grunting all the time? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably like a shout out to Kabuki. Okay. Um, like Japanese ancient theater where they do like the full face paint. Um, slow, like there was a lot of that in Kabuki theater. So like, right. I think I think that's actually kind of like throwback art form. I think that's out of a respect of where the art form originally 
you know, evolved from. Okay. So I, I actually have an answer for that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you don't know I, anything I, about I Kabuki, only... fucking Google it. It's cool shit. Like stylistically. <laughs> like, cause I would, I would watch an episode of, of some random show and there'd be this character who was sitting there. His facial expression wouldn't change. Nothing would change, but he would all of a sudden just be like, yeah. So you, you know, E Honda from uh, street fighter. No, the, it's the big fat sumo wrestler, Japanese guy. He's oh, got the, okay. he's got the kabuki right. yeah, yeah. makeup on. That's yeah. that. So that's why, like, if you ever played with him in Street Fighter, you hear him go like, oh, like way more than the other characters. Yeah. Like he's got noises. So <laughs> he got noises. Yeah. I, I really think that that's where that hails from. So I think that's a shout out. All right. That's fair. And, um, and I was going to go through a quick list of recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. Let's close it out with that. Man. All right. What, so what do you, what do you recommend Mr. Steven Whiteman? So if as, as my anime master def- sem- senpai, as it were. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. tell me, watch that. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me what are the, what are the five top ones you would recommend other than attack on Titan? Because we've recommended it like 50 times this episode. Okay. So I would have to go, if you're looking for something like kind of wacky to just kind of get you into really good art style and the feel of what an anime and how ridiculous it can get, um, FLCL, Fully Cooly, there's one season. It was originally introduced to me via Adult Swim back in the day. Um, they're making a second season. Really great soundtrack. A surf rock band called The Pillows. That's Japanese surf rock band. Did the soundtrack. Awesome. Uh, great animation. It's like a struggling, frustrated adolescent boy meets a super sexy space alien that rides a Vespa and plays guitar. So recommend uh, it. That sounds recommend like anime. It. Definitely recommend it. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a quick buy-in. So like, if you can get through that, anime is for you. And, and you're still thinking, I could do another one? Animes for you, and I right. get some good shit. All right, that's like a, a litmus, litmus test, test for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Um, number two is quite a bit longer. Um, there's a lot to it. It's now a complete series. All right. So I'm, I'm me. going through my second watch through of this right now, which is Bleach. Okay. And Bleach is, you know, it starts out with this kid Ichigo, high school student, of course. Um, you know, spiky orange hair, of course. Of course. Um, can see ghosts, of course. And, uh, you know, you know, bumps into a soul reaper or a Shinigami, and uh, he uh, that gets, uncomfortable. He gets uh, soul reaper powers, which is like a, a sword, like a, a samurai sword, which has many different forms, and he evolved throughout it, of course. And his parents were both spiritual creatures, of course. But it's really interesting, very involved. Really, it's just great. Um, it's a great hack and slash. Like you don't have to pay attention too much. It's just a cool take. I think it's a really cool um, portrayal and framework for like a spirit world. Okay. The way they do it. So you know, they they. I think they do a good job of, of balancing archetypes and keeping a cool storyline interesting for a long time. All right. Um, Number three. If you're looking for something a bit shorter, a psycho thriller, and they um, made. A Netflix live action on this one uh, is Death Note. Death Note is one of my favorites. Uh, high school scu- student, of course, uh, Light Yagami. He's uh, the son of a detective, and uh, you know, basically, he gets this Death Note from a Shinigami, a Soul Reaper. But their job is to like, if you write somebody's name in it, 
they, it fucking kills them. Like, and if you specify how it kills them again, really cool psychological thriller because eventually he gets investigated by his dad and these international guys and the NFL and, and the uh, FBI. And like, it's just really cool how he, um, ends up joining the force too. So he's on the task force to catch the killer, but he's also the killer. And yeah. Wheels within wheels, my friends. So it's, it's find out next week. It's Dexter on steroids. All right. Um, fucking love that show. And it's not all too long. It's yeah, it's a really good fucking show. It's dark. All right. Number four. Oh, let's see. Number four. Putting you on the fucking spot. Hmm. I think I think I gotta go uh, Shin Chan here. So Shin Chan is your toilet humor Rick and Morty of animes. Okay. And it's about a little kid who's super inappropriate and says the most rank shit. And I was always talking about his butt and showing people his penis and balls and like just going around naked and just being fucking super inappropriate. And sometimes you just like even the anime like the anime style of it is just it's different type of irreverent. So. If you're into just disrespectful fucking cartoons, I think Shin Chan might be for you. It'd be All a good right, introduction. Then. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it spicy. I'm trying to give you the sampler plate mm-hmm. of fucking. Yeah, no, no, I, I I got you there. We're not going for deep dark or best character arc. We're going for just general. You want to get into it? Here's some stuff to try. Yeah. You know what? What? What is your particular high? How do you like it? Yeah. All right. So number five, your last one. You have to choose only one, Stephen. Jesus Christ. I'll think carefully. Lord of Hosts. I'm about to disappoint so many different fans. Yeah, yeah. And no matter what you choose, people are going to be upset. Hey, man, you brought this on yourself. You suggested the top five lists. Fuck, I don't want to choose. Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Tell me about this this show of sorts. Two different versions. I I like (laughs) Brotherhood the best. Um, Brotherhood has a a more uh, balanced storyline. The original one that I watched was a little bit depressing. The premise is alchemy is a real thing in the world. It's like 1800s steampunk world where... um, you know, Germany's kind of coming into power, but they're not called Germany. It's just the state. Um, essentially, these two brothers are looking. Uh, two brothers are looking to the res- Elric brothers are looking to restore their mother's life because they did the taboo thing and tried to perform alchemy on a human being after she died and bring her back to life. And uh oh, they met God and essentially survived because you know the one young lad lost his whole body and was his soul was put onto armor and the other guy was lost an arm and literally an arm and a leg and you know he ends up getting like robotic auto mail which is just steampunk mm. robotics okay. essentially and um the one the one that keeps most of his body ends up joining the state and trying to find a philosopher's stone uh, which is rumored to have power. So, you know, if you've ever followed uh, alchemy lore, it's actually just really cool because they stick to a lot of the archetypal principles of alchemy. Right, like equivalent exchange and uh, uh, decomposition and, and rebuilding and, and all of that. Exactly. And they okay. also work in a r- some really great um, story arc uh, enemies and hazards and other just <clears throat> kind of hurdles for personal development of these young kids who lost their mother and uh, find out a lot about themselves in the process 
and they're forced into these really adult situations. Right. Um, and what may or may not crack out to be some kind of war resurgence. So yeah. it's it's a cool it's a cool. Yeah, story. no, I, I certainly enjoyed this. I watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood with you, and uh, <clears throat> that was the first anime series that I watched all the way through, and it was um, it was definitely worthwhile. If I recall, we first watched it subtitled. Yep. And then I think since I've watched it um, dubbed. What so. do you think the voice difference? Isn't that <clears throat> fuck you up a little bit? It does mess with you a little bit, yeah. but you you ultimately get used to it. And I think. Dude, the worst is Dragon Ball Z. Goku mm. sounds like a squirrel in Japanese. And I'll tell. I think I actually Chimam. at one point, like I watched, I was watching the dubbed version, and then accidentally switched over to the subtitled version. Yeah. And um, I got like halfway through an episode before I realized, wait, wait a second, I'm used to watching, not reading. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, you know, it's it's weird how seamless your brain does, and and then. Watching anime will definitely hack your brain a little bit. I think it'll teach you a lot about how your brain reacts to different stimuli because you can throw a whole lot at it and it will come out the other side just being stronger and better. And I mean, ultimately, that's the theme of a lot of anime shows is somebody starts off really weak and then just keeps working until they power up, until they're like basically godlike. So, you know. That's it's a really cool thing to think about that, I messed up. that human beings can really I don't care. You you made your list of five, dude. My hero you, academia. No, 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 no. Damn it. <laughs> no, no, no. You made your five. You're gonna have to bleep uh, that one out. Fuck. Yeah. Too bad. Oh, I'm not bleeping out any of these fucks though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you want to give us a, a little a little round out, a little yeah, happy, happy go lucky. Yeah, so um you know, one one of my favorite things about anime is that I never gave a single shit what anybody thought of me watching it. And, uh, you know, like, do what the fuck you want in life. Like, if, if you want, unless it's, like, just illegal and terrible and you shouldn't do it. But, like, if you, if you have a hobby that is generally, like, people are like, oh, that's weird. Eventually, someone's going to sexualize it. And then eventually someone popular is going to sexualize it. And then once that happens, you'll be fucking cool because you were first on the scene. Oh, my God. Are they after me? Oh, they're totally after is you. Is that the FBI because I'm dropping some truth bombs? You're dropping truth bombs without a permit, motherfucker. Oh, shit. I thought I fell for that. Nope. Not in, not in our undisclosed location, wherever that may be. Our secret lair. Uh-huh. All right. So, yeah. Find, find us. Find our Facebook page. You know, Nerdiverse Swag Facebook page. If you want those two bleeped out animes, they are probably, they definitely should have been top three. So I definitely fucked up. Follow us on Facebook at Nerdiverse Swag. We're, uh, we're still making our Twitter handle what it needs to be. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get there. So yeah, we're, we're, we're still in development here, kids. Yep. Yeah. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's life. And you got to start by following us on Facebook, even if you hate it. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for joining us this week. We're really looking forward to talking to you, hearing from you, and uh, any thoughts you have. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Yeah, arigato gozaimasu for joining us today. Uh, We'll see you next week. Love you guys.